Welcome back folks to the Geezer Gus Presents Radio Comedy Series. I'm so thrilled you tuned in. Today's comedy episode is from the popular radio classic The Fred Allen Show. The Fred Allen Show was a very popular and long-running American old-time radio comedy program, starring comedian Fred Allen and his wife Portland Hoffa. The show ran for 17 seasons, from 1932 to 1949. In this episode, Fred Allen's special guest is Bert Lahr. I included the original commercials and public announcements as they were in the original episode in 1949. This episode is brought to you by our friends at CritterCaper.com. At CritterCaper.com, you can watch hundreds of pet and animal videos that will truly warm your heart. There are great pet care and training videos as well. The animal rescue videos, along with the funny pet antics, will make you want to visit CritterCaper.com often, as new videos are added every day. So give CritterCaper.com a visit and start watching all the great, fun short clips of pets and animals. It's addicting too. Also, don't forget to visit GeezerGus.com to listen to all of the available radio show episodes. There is also a classic comedy video section on the website as well, so you can watch many of the old classics. It's a trip down memory lane. If you like this radio episode, please consider buying GeezerGus a cup of coffee at the support link below. Thanks a million. Now, enjoy this episode of The Fred Allen Show with guest Bert Lahr. The Ford Dealers of America present The Fred Allen Show. The Fred Allen Show with Fred's guests, Bert Law, Felton Hoffa, Minerva Pius, Peter Donald, Parker Finley, the DeMarco sisters, and Al Goodman and his orchestra. And this is Kenny Delmar saying hello for your friendly Ford dealer. And here's a hello from his Ford train mechanics, too. They're the men you know who do the expert work you can always count on when you bring your Ford back home for service. To help them do a better, faster job, they use special labor-saving Ford equipment. They work by factory-approved methods, and they know the value of using genuine Ford parts, made right to fit right, and last longer. That's why the best service can cost less at your Ford dealers. It's why you save time, save trouble, and save money when you bring your Ford back home for service. Well, it's Sunday night again, and here comes Fred Allen, driving up in his new Ford to keep his weekly date at the corner of Main Street. As Fred steps out of his Ford, he hears a voice say, Portland, anyway. Yeah, I, uh, I was held up in traffic, Portland. I guess I'm a little late. Or didn't you notice? Oh, I've been reading this magazine. Oh, the Cosmopolitan. Mm-hmm. There's a story about your program. Well, I know. The fellow who wrote that, Joe McCarthy, hung around with us for a whole week. He tells how you work with the writers, yeah. how you make up the jokes, yeah. how you put the program on the radio. Uh-huh. Mama says the story only leaves out one thing. What one thing? It tells how you do it, but it doesn't tell why you do it. Uh- <laughs> well, millions of people who own radio sets are asking the same question for <laughs> Mama says radio is disappearing. Radio is disappearing? On account of television. Oh, that's ridiculous. Mama says since she got her television set, she hasn't turned on the radio. Why not? Mama says after looking at television, her eyes are so blurred, she can't find the radio to turn it on. I think that's happening all over. (laughs) 
<laughs> Speaking of television, uh, uh, there was a rumor around that Milton Berle wasn't on this last week. A hundred saloons closed down. <laughs> Milton Berle had virus X. X? He can't spell pneumonia, hey? <laughs> must have been pretty sick. Well, I don't know how a germ can even get it, Burl. He has enough mold on his jokes to make his own penicillin. <laughs> to live to see the day Burl gets applause on this program. <laughs> it must have been a recording someone sneaked in. Well, what's new this week, Portland? Rover Whalen says that the city of New York should advertise itself. You mean like on the radio with jingles? Yes. I wrote a poem about New York. No kidding. How does the poem go? New York's the greatest city. By two rivers, it is bound. It has the highest buildings and three subways underground. It has more theaters, shops, and stores. A million worthwhile sites. If you don't know where New York is... It's a suburb of Jackson Heights. Well, before Grover Whalen closes in on the two of us and beats us to death with a gardenia, <laughs> I think I'll go along and get the paper. Let's take a walk down Main Street. All right, let's go. <laughs> Well, this page here, you see, has pictures of the dog show. Look. That man is standing with a bird dog. Well, how do you know it's a bird dog? It's giving the man one. <laughs> oh, I just thought the dog's tongue was hanging out. I didn't realize what it was doing. Say, here's something. Look, the Bureau of Labor Statistics says that the cost of living has fallen for the third month in a row. Do you think people have noticed that prices are dropping? Well, there's only one way to find out. Let's ask some people now as we're walking along Main Street. This man with the bat wing tie, who is carrying the rest of the bat in his hand. <laughs> pardon that. Pardon me, bud. Claggone, say Claggone's the name, son. Senator Claggone out here. Well, Don't hold me up, son. What's on your mind? I'm busy hitting a fly trying to float in a glass of Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> Yeah, I've been going to night school, studying Russian. Studying Russian? Stalin invited the president over to Moscow. Say, I read that the president turned down that invitation. Why, Senator? I don't want to leave Washington, son. Well, why not? I had enough trouble getting there. <laughs> me, why did Stalin invite the president to Russia? The Republicans say Stalin wants to congratulate Harry. He's got the whole country in the red. Uh, well, do you, uh, do you think Russia's making any progress? Well, they're trying, son, but they ain't got the know-how. No? This week, the first washing machine come out in, was in Moscow. Really? Yeah, but nobody in Russia can use it. Why can't the Russian people use the washing machine? No soap. Uh, <laughs> I see. Well, Senator, about our question, why are prices coming down? It's them radio quiz shows, son. People are getting too much stuff for nothing. Oh. Half of the people in the country got flat feet. Flat feet from what? Standing by for the giant jackpot. <laughs> well, do you think prices will keep falling, Senator? Yes, son. You can quote me. Prices will keep falling. Why? Big business is going to take a licking. Oh. When I was a little boy, my daddy used to take me out to the woodshed. Yeah? That's where I learned. In the woodshed, how could you learn about prices falling? Son, when you're going to take a licking, something's got to come down. <laughs> Say, 
Street, Portland. Look across. Look at that crowd outside of Carnegie Hall. Oh, Mama had tickets for tonight, but she isn't going. Well, why not? The ad said, for the entire evening, Horowitz will be at the Baldwin. At the Baldwin, huh? Mama said, why should she pay to see some man sitting all night with an apple? Yes, I <laughs> Better he should be there with his Macintosh in case it rained later. Hey, look, look for Look who just turned the corner. Titus Moody. Hi, Mr. Moody. Howdy, bub. <laughs> Mr. Moody, you are as white as a sheet. I'm whiter than most sheets. <laughs> then, uh... <laughs> then, uh, then ailing? Yeah, I'm just getting over a spell of tomane. Oh, well, where did you pick up the tomane? Why, the Achieve and Chatter Club, they had to do. The Achieve and Chatter Club, eh? Yeah, they cooked up a squirrel stew. Uh-huh. When I got my plate... I saw something in the stew. You saw something in the stew? And I think it saw me. <laughs> when you when you finished eating the squirrel stew, it, it it felt like the squirrel come to life and was burying things in my stomach. You were you were upset? Yeah. I took a stiff jolt of elderberry wine. Yeah. I got higher than a tomcat's back. You did, hey? While Miss Arthur Dixon was singing Don't Leave Your Mother When Her Hair Turns Gray, yes. I started singing Peeking Through the Knothole in Grandma's Wooden Leg. Yes. And I heard somebody saying, Moody has got a skinful. <laughs> Moody's got a skinful, eh? Next thing I knowed, I woke up. It was the next day... And over my bed, Miss Moody had hung a picture of Carrie Nation. Fine. Well, tell me, Titus, what about the uh, wrong generation? Tell me, Titus, what about, uh, what about this trend? Prices dropping, people saving money. Oh, money don't mean nothing to me. It doesn't? No, I always do like my brother Huber. Yeah? Huber's a politician up in the woods of Maine. Politician, eh? Yeah, Huber never has any money. Well, how's he get along? Well, every winter, Huber, he kills a deer. Yes? If Huber owes people, he pays them, passing out deer meat. Oh, he uses deer meat for money. Yeah, Huber's like the rest of the politicians. How? He lives by passing the buck. So long, but... Well, let's, uh, let's walk faster, Portland. I think it's getting colder out. Look who just came out of the Capitol Theater. Mrs. Nussbaum. Say, which way is a drugstore? A drugstore? I'm needing an aspirin. Why do you need an aspirin? There is no escaping. Well, Mrs. Nussbaum. Slowly, I'm going crazy. What's wrong? Every morning, I'm turning on my radio. Yes? It's coming on Arthur Godfrey. Arthur Godfrey? At night, I'm turning on my television set. Yes? Coming on Arthur Godfrey. Every... Today, yes. finally, I'm saying to myself, Pansy, get out of the house. Go to a movie. Yes. This way you are escaping Arthur Godfrey. What, uh, what happened? I'm going into the Capitol Theater. The Capitol Theater? I'm sitting nicely in a seat, shucking my Hershey bar. <laughs> After you had finished shucking your Hershey bar... Is the stage show. Yes. Who is coming out on the stage? Who? Who do you think? Step and fetch it. He's coming on second. <laughs> well, who came on first? Arthur Godfrey. Now, wait a minute. Enough with Godfrey, Mrs. Nussbaum. Tell me, have you noticed that prices are lower? On account of low prices, my husband Pierre is getting virus max. 
Virus Max, say. Well, how do you how do you mean on account of low prices? Well, Pierre is running a fur business. Yes. Monday, Pierre is having a markdown sale. Markdown, huh? Tuesday, he's cutting the markdown prices. Yes. Wednesday, he is slashing the cut prices. Oh. Thursday, Pierre is selling furs all day outside on the sidewalk. Yes. Well, it's raining, and Pierre is catching the virus Max. But what, what was Pierre doing selling furs outside on the sidewalk? Prices finally is so low. Yes. Pierre is ashamed to be seen in the store. Oh, you? I Well, after looking at these characters, Portland, Main Street should really put on a straitjacket. You haven't found out anything about lower prices, have you? Well, not yet. I tell you what I'll do, though. I'll try one more passerby. This little man carrying the long swizzle stick for a cane. Hi, Cobber. Hello, 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 Jack's double voice Cassidy. <laughs> it didn't do to his weaver, me boy. Ajax, you're all dressed up again this week. Oh, sure. I'm the adult Monju at Third Avenue. Oh, really? Uh, I'm always setting styles. Setting styles, eh? I was the first man in the Easter parade to wear broccoli for a boutonniere. <laughs> I didn't know that. I, I was the first man with a full-dress suit to wear black spats and bare feet. <laughs> I don't know that either, but tell me... Why are you dressed up today? Well, this afternoon, you see, I, I went to a wedding. Yes? Pegine Drumgoole married Cosmos Hennessy. Oh, I see. Oh, Pegine couldn't resist a uniform. A uniform, eh? And Cosmos was a street cleaner. <laughs> well, how was the wedding? It was a sight to behold me, boy. The bride and groom left the church under an arch of dirty brooms. <laughs> and as they drove off in the big swill truck, the guests were holding their noses and waving goodbye. <laughs> I'm sorry I missed it, Ajax. But tell me about our question now. Have you noticed prices dropping? Oh, I have, me boy. Hugh Haggerty, the haberdasher, has white duck shirts for 98 cents. Is that retail? It's no tail. Uh <laughs> but there's a catch to it. Yes? With every shirt, Haggerty gives you one handkerchief free. Well, where's the catch? The handkerchief is the tail of your shirt. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, tell, are you glad that prices are coming down? Oh, I am that. When food is cheap, I can give the wife less money to run the house. Yes. And that leaves me more money to spend in Kerrigan's. Oh, fine. When everything is low, I can be high. Goodbye, Hilo. So long, <laughs> Portland, come away from that music store window. There's a big picture of Carmen Lombardo. Carmen Lombardo. And it's advertising his song. Oh, the song, Powder Your Face with Sunshine. What is that song like? You know what? Some Sunday I'll have Al Goodman and his orchestra and the five DeMarco sisters do Powder Your Face with Sunshine, Portland. And you know something? It'll sound something like this. Listen now. <laughs> Brighter when I'm the lighter. 
Just a minute, Paul. And Kenny Delmar came out, just came out of the four dealers. There's a man in a loud checkered suit with him. Say hi, Kenny. Hello, Fred. I want you to meet a friend of mine, Adjective Adams. Adjective is a press agent for a circus. Well, glad to know you, Adjective. It's the most super colossal pleasure of my sensational mastodonic career, Mr. Allen. Yeah, I've just been showing Mr. Adams the new Ford trucks, Fred, and yeah. he was quite impressed. My exact words were they're tremendous, titanic, gargantuan, and super magnitudinous. <laughs> Say, they must be pretty big. Well, the big jobs are the biggest trucks Ford has ever built, Fred. In tractor-trailer operations, they have loads grossing up to 20 tons with power to spare. Ford trucks are a standard for colossal commodiousness, the new comfort criterion of the century. Well, it sounds good, Kenny, but what does it mean? Well, that's Adjective Adams' way of describing the comfort of the Ford truck's new million-dollar Oh. Yeah, Fred. Truck drivers are all raving about it. And the drivers are right. It's dividend dimension for time-defined duration and duty ability. Kenny, this I will never understand. Well, that's an easy one, Fred. It means that all the new Ford trucks are bonus built. All 139 new Ford truck models are built extra strong to last longer. Well, Kenny, this is very impressive, but don't you think that adjective Adams here exaggerates just a little? Oh, of course not, Fred. Almost no. any truck operator will tell you exactly the same thing about that great new line of Ford trucks. Well, so long, Kenny. And Mr. Adams, a stupendous, awe-inspiring, gigantic good night to you, sir. You took the words right out of my mouth. So long, brother. So long, adjective. <laughs> Say, Portland, I, uh, I'll have to hurry along. I'm due over at the rehearsal hall. I'm auditioning acts to, tonight for a big review. A review? It's for television. Last week, you know, Admiral put on a whole Broadway review with Sid Caesar. It was a sensation. Who's going to be in your review? Well, I don't know yet. I put this ad in the paper. What ad? I have it right here, you see? It says, Wanted for New Television Review. Singers, dancers, and old vaudeville acts. Get into television now before it turns back into radio again. <laughs> Well, Portland, I have to get over to the rehearsal hall. I'll see you later. Good night. Good night, Portland. Ah, Sam Starlight Studio. Here's the rehearsal hall. Well, I hope my newspaper ad gets some results. I'll go in and see what's cooking here. Wonder where the manager is. Hey, Sam. Sa oh, uh, yeah. Hi, Mr. Oh, Allen. Behind the scenery. Didn't see you. Hello, Sam. Have any acts shown up for my audition? Well, uh, Hyman the Human Fly was here. Herman, the human fly? Yeah. He said he couldn't wait no longer. He sat around on the ceiling for a while and left. <laughs> Too bad, you know. I might, I may be able to use a human fly. Yeah, well, Herman said he'd give you a buzz later. Oh, good. <laughs> well, has, uh, has anyone else, uh... Pardon me, is, is Fred Allen here? Bert Lars. Bert, what are you doing here? Well, I seen your ad in the paper. I want to get in the television. Television? Bert, you're a big star in the theater. Oh, the theater is old-fashioned. Old-fashioned? Yes, they say in New Jersey, the theater is for sake. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Bert, the theater. Ah, oh, the theater is washed up. Who's left in the theater? Lutton Fontaine, Cornell and Princeton. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm getting into television before it's too late. Well, Bert, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, you're on the road with that hit show, Make Mine Manhattan. Well, don't mention the road to me. What's wrong with the road? I'm in Philadelphia now. <laughs> Have you ever spent a Sunday in Philadelphia? No. Well, I was walking around Philadelphia this morning. It felt like it was Resurrection Day, and I was the first one up. Well, Bert, Bert, I remember the roads used to be a lot of fun. Those boarding houses. Remember Mother Boone's in Baltimore? Uh, Mother Boone never trusted actors. The towels, the towels were nailed to the bathroom wall. Yes, Mother Boone was sure cheap. When you finished shaving, she'd take the lather and use it for meringue. <laughs> yeah, Mother Boone wouldn't give you any hot water until after she finished boiling something in it. Right. One Saturday night, I took a bath. Yeah? Mother Boone gave me the water. She had cooked some cabbage in. Cabbage? Yeah, I left town smelling like a boiled dinner. Well, how about those hotels on the road, Brad? Remember, remember the Mammoth Hotel in South Bend? Yeah, I had a room at the Mammoth. Yeah? It was so small, I had to leave the window open. Why? Well, when I put my key through the keyhole, it used to break the window. <laughs> that, that was small. Yeah, the transom had stained glass. Stained glass? Yeah, the guy who had it before me chewed a backer. <laughs> Remember the house detective at the Mammoth? Boy, was he cross-eyed. His eyes left over. <laughs> he was the only house detective I ever knew who could look through a keyhole with both eyes. <laughs> ah, hotels today are murder. Well, it's still fun traveling around on trains. Yeah, but today you can't get reservations. I had to go up to Boston on a cattle train. You rode on a cattle train? Yeah, the other passengers were nothing but cows. When I saw the conductor coming through the train with a pail, I got off at New Haven. No kidding. Fred, I gotta get into television. Well, Bert, my show is going to be a Broadway review. I've got to get some vaudeville acts. Well, I can get you all the acts you want, Fred. Some good acts, really? Yeah. Remember Sloan and the singing rats? Say, whatever happened to Sloan? Well, I met, I met him last week in Philadelphia. He was looking for a job. Oh, really? Is Sloan getting his rat act together again? I think so. He had two pounds of cheese. He said he was casting. <laughs> Sloan singing rats. You know what, Bert? I can open with a big rat choir. All the rats on the hind legs singing. And uh, that'll just for the opening, you see. Now, what other acts can I get? Well, remember Murphy's Midgets? Murphy's Midgets. What happened to Murphy when Vaudeville disappeared? Uh, Murphy had a tough time. Went broke, eh? Murphy finally shaved all the hair off the midgets and put them in an orphan asylum. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, if you want the act, Murphy can adopt the midgets and have them out in the morning. Well, the midgets will be great on television. You know, on those small screens, you can show more people with midgets. <laughs> Tell me, what, uh, what other acts do you think we can line up, Bird? Remember Bosco, the talking dog? Oh, Bosco, the Boston Bull who never made a grammatical error. Yeah, I can get Bosco. I was talking to him the other day at the AMP. Oh, were you really? Say, Bert, I just happened to think. <laughs> I'm telling you, 
television, Bosco the dog will have to learn new dialogue every week. Well, then we better forget about Bosco. The dog can talk. He must know how to read. Well, Bosco can read all right. What's wrong? Well, his eyes are bad, and Bosco can't wear glasses. Well, why not? His ears flop down. <laughs> well, I'm not worried about the other expert. I can build my television show around you. Around me? <laughs> why, certainly. Uh... <laughs> what are you laughing at? I'm just thinking how funny I'm going to be. <laughs> you'll be great, Bert. When my television review opens, first, you'll see two minutes of flickering. And then... <laughs> then you'll come on and sing a song. You mean something like this? A sleepy lagoon, a tropical moon, and two on an island, oh, two on an island... A tropical moon, a sleepy lagoon, and you're... But that is great. I tell you what we'll do. We'll open the review with Sleepy Lagoon. I'll have Sloan singing rats group behind you with canoe paddles humming the obligato. <laughs> Now, that's the opening. What can we do next? Well, how about a short play? What kind of a play? Well, Fred, I got an English drawing room sketch that makes no coward sound like Jack Eigen. <laughs> you mean it's sophisticated? My characters not only drop their H's, after they drop them, they step on them. <laughs> Say, this is what television needs, Bert. What's the, what's the name of your play? Amnesia. Amnesia. Yeah, the play opens with a short overture. <laughs> Charles, I shall open the door. Coming, coming. Lady Gwendolen. So, Stafford, what a ripping surprise. I was just popping by, Lady Gwendolen. Thought I'd return this to you. My riding crop. Uh, you dropped your crop at the unt last week. <laughs> I dropped my crop, fancy. You didn't miss it? Not at all. Amnesia, you know. Amnesia? A nasty blow with a cricket bat at the age of three. So sorry. Thank you. Thank you, may I take your humble? Thank you. I say, Lady Gwendolyn, you're hanging my hat on the nozzle of that teapot. I thought it was the whole tree. I forgot. Amnesia, you know. Oh, Lady Gwendolyn, dash it all. I've fallen medley in love with you. Medley? Medley. <laughs> it was the day of the yacht. The way you jumped over that nine-foot hedge. What made you watch me? You had forgotten your horse. <laughs> Lady Gwendolyn, I kiss your hand. Sir so Stafford, you're going above the knuckles. Sorry, you have short fingers. <laughs> Lady Gwendolyn, will you marry me? But I hardly know you, Sir Stafford. Your position? My position. <laughs> I have a townhouse in London, a castle in Stafford, and my country seat is the biggest in all Devonshire. <laughs> your seat? It's so big, part of it is outside of Devonshire. <laughs> marry me, Lady Gwendolyn. Oh! Lady Gwendolyn. Cheerio, everyone. Let's see, old top. You're just in time to congratulate us. I see. Congratulate you. So, Stafford and I are getting married. Married? But, Lady... But, Gwendolyn, you're married to me. Oh, sorry, Sir Stafford. I can't marry you. Lady Gwendolyn, how could you forget you had a husband? Amnesia, you know. <laughs> Well, 
Watch the play, Fred. What do you think of it? It's great, Bert. My television show will be a sensation. Sloan's Rats, Murphy's Midgets, Bosco the Talking Dog, you and this English sketch. Now, all I need is a finish. Say, I got an idea. How about a minstrel show? Great, a minstrel. If Dick and Pat can do a minstrel show, so can we. I can see it now, Bert. As the curtain rises, the orchestra's playing... <laughs> How do you feel tonight? Well, I feel like the inside of a stool. How's that? Great. Oh, Mr. Locketer. Yes, Mr. Tambo. Why is a girl with a home permanent never alone? Tell me, Mr. Tambo, why is a girl with a home permanent never alone? Because she always has her Tony. thing before we go, ladies and gentlemen. Here's an invitation from your Ford dealer. Until you actually drive the new Ford, you can't imagine how different it feels. It's an experience I know you'll enjoy. Your Ford dealer invites you to drop around this week and get behind the wheel. When you drive the new Ford, you'll see what we mean. Next week, our guest will be, surprise, Dr. Rockwell. Thank you and good night. I hope you enjoyed this latest Geezer Gus Presents episode. Stay tuned for the next exciting episode. Please check back often, and make sure to subscribe to my podcast, so you won't miss the new exciting episodes. In the meantime, scroll up or down to find other exciting episodes to listen to. Don't forget to visit GeezerGus.com to see and listen to all the program categories and episodes. I really want to say a special thank you to all of the Patreon supporters for helping to keep Geezer Gus Presents online. Your support is truly appreciated. Thanks for stopping by. Bye-bye for now.